for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, September 24th, 2013. This is episode 100 of Attack of the Androids. Yay! Yay, everybody! Yay! All right. Every week, right here, Tuesday evening, attackoftheandroids.com. That's our site. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening for episode 100, we have Ant Pruitt. What's up, Ant? Hey, man. What's going on? Good to have you. We got Jeremy Lesniak back. What's up, Jeremy? What is going on, y'all? I'm so glad you made it back for episode 100. I'm honored to be here. I will be happy if we can get him every 100 episodes. Like, I'll take what we can get with this guy. I can can promise you I can do at least one more. He's booked out solid for, like, six months in advance. At least. We've been planning this for a while. Also, Nick Carroll, what's up, Nick? Hey, guys, glad to be back. Good to have you. And Richard Hay from the Googly. What's up, Richard? Doing well, thanks. Awesome. Not only is it episode 100, but as I was reading in the uh, rundown here, we were looking for like some archives, some old episodes, stuff like that. Uh, the very first episode, which is actually episode 2 of Attack of the Androids, was posted on September 20th, 2011. So we're like four days past our second birthday, as well as 100 episodes, so... Very awesome, very awesome. Do you guys remember so is this the terrible twos? Do you guys remember episode two when we were talking about the Kindle Fire? <laughs> oh man! Yeah. So this is actually episode one hundred and not episode ninety nine. Right. Episode ninety nine was last week. Right, but no, no I'm asking you just because you said episode one was really episode two. Oh no, there is an episode one. I think we did it for another publication back. Uh, at that time, uh, so uh, freaking another semantics. publication. I don't know any other publication that's worth talking about. I think that publication's <laughs> dead and gone anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, whatever. Can we spend ten minutes talking about that publication and all expletives? Because that could be really fun. We yeah, we we could. I would enjoy that. We that's we probably could. not really professional. <laughs> we though, can maybe it? wait until after the show and okay, save it for, fine too. for the we outtakes. <laughs> uh, come a long way, I guess. Still using the same old tech. Hangouts and a mic and a a, a podcast studio, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. Hundred episodes. Also in birthdays, Android is five on the twenty third. That was yesterday. Uh, nice picture here on the verge of the the G one. I think Richard, you have a G one with you. I Very have wow. a G one with firmware one point one Apple Pie on it. Does it still work? It does. Yeah. It does. Yeah, this one, when you turn it on, there's a lock screen. <laughs> I haven't taken the time to fix wow. that yet. There, yeah. That's what, cool. Yeah. What was your favorite feature of that phone? Of this phone? The fact that it supported Wi-Fi was nice. <laughs> Do you remember back then some phones, it, mostly the Windows mobile phones, it was either you could get one that was either Wi-Fi or 3G, but I only found like one back then that had both. It was weird. 
Uh, also, I like the fact that they had uh, a little uh, little New Hope contributors dialogue. Oh, nice. Uh, my, I have a few favorites. I looked at it a minute ago. Um, of course, it was the Open Handset Alliance, but then there was a company called N Runs, Noser Engineering, The Astonishing Tribe, <laughs> uh, Packet Video, uh, Sky Pop, and then it said no robots were harmed in the making of this product. So that's uh, that's good. Now, is that a super AMOLED display? Wow, now you're killing me with this uh, technical gobbledygook garbage. I have no idea, really, honestly. Uh, that's, that's, that's OLED, Ant. <laughs> is it super OLED? Yes, it's eight, 18K. It's beautiful. Now, I did take pictures of the bay lights of the bridge doing the little fishes and this other stuff of the bay bridge. With this camera phone, I discovered if you don't hold it still for like ten seconds, <laughs> you get that effect, like you know that that video streaking type thing. That blur, ghosting. You get Rails. the blur because the camera shutter was like so amazingly fast. Yeah. <laughs> Did no. that? Was Maps part of Android back then? Uh let's see here. That's On the G1, question. Maps was like the big thing. It was, was like, it? look, you could you could have this. And you could turn, and it would know like which way you were moving. Uh, well, I know that I do have maps here as one of the choices of applications that came with the phone. That's awesome. Look so, at the rainbow yeah. effect of that screen. Isn't it's that beautiful. crazy? <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah, I know. I got gotcha. you. That's why. Uh, from the from the Verge article here, it says Des Smith, uh, who was a member of the original Android team, he's uh, remembering the whole launch of it. He says, quote, We'd been working for months and months with a small team in Building 44 in Mountain View. Uh, I was so excited I couldn't sleep. <laughs> like, just pounding away at this operating system, trying to get it out. No one was quite sure what to expect. Uh, most were betting that Google... Uh, would release a new phone, but few expected them to reveal a mobile operating system that anyone could use. So, kind of cool. And then uh, they also have a cool article showing the visual history of, you know, all of the devices from the G1. Uh, the last one here is the, the Galaxy Nexus in this lineup. It's kind of cool to see, like, how, how it all started. Cupcake. <laughs> Donut. Oh, man. Donut. Eclair, the good old I don't know days, if you got man. My email with the picture about how the uh, robot, uh, the Kit Kat, was picking the Aggies to beat the uh, Crimson Tide <laughs> last week. I saw that. Was, saw that. Yeah, it's terrible. It's, uh, so, I, I can't pick them for anything. So, Richard, what were your first impressions of this thing? You you saw it at the at the get go. Was it something you were well, like, man, this is going to be a change, a game changer, or what? Well, okay. So at the time, I remember the iPhone had come out in the spring. Of 2007, I think. Maybe maybe summer 2007. So the iPhone had been out for about a year. And um, and I remember that there was a bunch of people like talking about how we were developing a, a, a smartphone operating system. And they, they sent out a request for anybody that was interested in developing applications for the, uh, for the operating system. They were very interested in coders developing uh, apps. Uh, internally at Google that would launch with the phone. Um, so, yeah, there was a bunch of internal stuff going on. And then I remember that they gave us these for Christmas with a cool little back. So, you know, we got the cool little back that, that didn't go with the phone that that you bought from 
from mm. T-Mobile, right? Uh, but, uh, yeah, so the thing is, I remember when I first got it, I was like, wow, this thing is really buggy. Uh, and uh, and uh, I can't trust it because I have to. I'm on call. I got to service the data center when they send out that emergency. I, we have like an SLA that says we got to answer within two hours, or my boss like beats me over the head with a stick. So what does this uh, back mean? Is this the back? Yeah, this is the this is the cool Googler back that we got with the GIF, the Dream Phone. Nice. Was what they called I it have at the that. Time. Uh, your... That was not what it came with when you bought it at T-Mobile, right? So is yours the same, Matt? Hold it. Cl- hold on. Yeah, yeah. Looks like it. One of yeah, the no, one How of did you score that. One of Richard's friends, I think, sent it. Well, okay, actually I had two. Someone had on and someone from friend. the group sent it. <laughs> right, so it's also mine. Right. Right. So both the, of these are This you know, is his mine. other phone. <laughs> yeah, I had two of them, right? Well, actually, I actually had another Googler that, you know, never used it and decided that he was going to, you know, try and e recycle it and I was like, "No, no, I'll take." It. And who better to to give it to? I mean, now it can sit on my shelf with all That's my correct. other old phones. You also have one of the version 1 uh, Android G1 phones. And uh, here it says Google Maps navigation launched uh, with Android 2.0. So no, that's true, actually. So they the had, thing is, is that th- this had Google Maps, but it did not actually have the turn-by-turn right, navigation. Right. That, that uh, was a feature okay. that was launched with the Motorola Droid. Oh. I had a Droid. That yeah, was my first Android I think phone. That was in yep. 2010, maybe. I had one and gave it to a buddy of mine that uh, does podcasts, uh, video game podcasts, and he still uses it to this day. <laughs> it's Seriously. It's like a little tablet, yeah. Real basic stuff on Wi-Fi. That's all he uses it for. Well, at the time, AT&T had an exclusive contract with Apple for the iPhone. Mm, that's and right. uh, Verizon was actually losing subscribers to Apple uh, or to, to uh, AT&T, and they were desperately trying to find some answer to give people. No, no, wait, wait, got smartphones too. Don't, don't leave. Yeah. <laughs> and didn't they put in that big... Was it ten million dollar marketing deal or something? Yeah, you know, Verizon. You know, I guess they went straight for the gender bias. It was all those like be a special agent and call in the bombs and everything Mm -hmm. with your right. I mean, it's all Call of Duty, kill everything. That was weird. Wow, it's like, dude, it's like, don't you want like women to buy the thing? Yeah, that was odd. It is kind of interesting too. uh, This article on the Verge, going back and looking at what the the UI looked like, you know, from from the old versions. And then to what we have now. And, I mean, it has come such a tremendous way in, in terms of, of usability and everything. It's Well, you could definitely see why initially you had the Motorola Blur and you had the HTC Sense UI right. and you had the uh, Samsung whatever they had. TouchWiz. TouchWiz. TWiz. Right. Well, but, like, all these skins on the Android UI were just because the base UI was kind of not that not full featured right and my first experience with android was uh running a htc hero theme on my blackberry storm ah the storm (laughs) oh man so we're gonna take the screen and check this out we're gonna make it a button make it a button (laughs) yes which sounded cool. I'll I'll give him that. When I first heard about that, I was like, "Oh, that could be cool if it worked well." I loved which that phone. it absolutely it slow, didn't. No, you didn't. I did. I loved. No, you didn't. I did. I'm pretty Why? sure you didn't. How did you love that phone? I loved. Uh, I think you have Stockholm basically. syndrome, my friend. There's no way you loved that phone. Yeah, that phone held you hostage for a year and a half, and now you're getting married to it. Good old Crackberry.com made it fun. It did. Other than the the keyboard, 
you know. Well, I had Blackberries from like 2003 to like 2008 or nine, right? So it wasn't until the Nexus One came out that I ditched my Blackberry and went Android. Mm-hmm. And speaking the of Nexus Blackberry, one didn't... was the first Android I was really interested in. Which one? Nexus One. Mm, yeah. The Droid was my first because that's a Verizon. I went from so Windows had all Mobile. The, um, live wallpaper stuff. I remember the little scrolling bars in the background. And it, Jer- it intrigued me. Jeremy, what was yours? You know, I, I had an OG Droid. The, the Droid One, man. I was because I was coming over from a BlackBerry. I had a, a BlackBerry seventy-five twenty that I loved because I could. You know, people would ask me, "Why do you have a BlackBerry? You know, why don't you get one of these fancier new phones?" Because it has it me hostage. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, no. This this is, was one with a physical keyboard. I didn't have one of those weird weird ass. My screen is a button. Yeah, those those were probably much better, right? Had. Easy no, I'd, yeah, I'd take my phone and I'd just hurl it across the room at the wall and they'd cringe and it would bounce a couple times and I'd pick it up and it would work. I'd say, do that with your phone. Oh my god, no. So, so I was using that. I can totally see him throwing his phone. Line I, literally, I literally did it on numerous occasions and it never once failed me. Like drawing that one hole in the drywall. Right. <laughs> yeah, oh, it would, you know, it dent things, but whatever. Um, and then... When when the original Droid commercials came out, I'm looking and I'm going, I think I gotta have that. So at the time, I was using two phones. I had two two different lines on Verizon. I had my BlackBerry and I had a personal line. And Verizon was nice enough to let me consolidate, so I justified it financially that way. And I never looked nice. back. Nice. I remember when I got that OG Droid too. I was like, this would be so perfect if it didn't have a hardware keyboard because it would be you know, half as thin, I thought. And yeah, then the Droid yeah. X came out, and I was like, that's the one! That's See, it! I, th- I thought I wanted it, you know, coming from BlackBerry. I thought I needed that hardware keyboard, because the hardware keyboard on a BlackBerry is so damn good. And I had an iPod Touch at the time, and I was like, I don't I don't want to type out on this. Yeah, right, yeah. It was the worst. Nick, I never what... understood why they didn't, yeah. Well, what was yours, Nick? Uh, for me, I actually started uh, late in the game in Android. I started about a year and a half uh, ago with a Motorola Atrix 2. I'd had a couple of BlackBerry phones before then, lower-end models, and honestly, I really wasn't into smartphones. I was like, well, these aren't really that good. It wasn't there yeah. yet, yeah. right? Like, it, you could see a glimmer of what it possibly was, could accomplish. There was nothing interesting it, about them. Yeah. They would play MP3s, and I could check work email. That was about it. And then got an Atrix 2, and it was like, Jesus, I could actually do stuff with this. So uh, you came in at the right time with that. Yeah, answer. I was gonna say right, like lucky him. He missed the whole Moto Blur fiasco yeah. and all the all the old old Android running on old hardware. It's just Jump not gingerbread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a few nice months after I got it, a few months after I got it, uh, it also automatically updated to ice cream sandwich. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. And my wife had a Kindle Fire and. I finally started getting impressed with tablets because really up to that point, I never even I never saw a tablet that interested me. Nick, did kin- did your wife get a Kindle Fire after listening to us talk about it on <laughs> Groovy Post's Attack of the Androids? No, she went uh, to it through other means, but sure, uh, she sure. picked one up. And I've been studying on an old uh, laptop that's actually back there at work, and uh, it was kind of a pain in the ass to, to carry a six pound tablet, a uh, six pound notebook, to work all the time. So I had this little tablet that I could study on, so that was awesome. And then the Nexus 7 was announced, 
found out about that and uh, picked one up at Walmart. And uh, I've been in love with Android since. And really, it was actually the uh, Nexus 7 that really turned me on to it. So that's basically how I got into it. And since then, it's just been this roller coaster ride of advancements and much better phones. And now I actually enjoy having a smartphone. Right now, I have a Nexus 4. So these are awesome. I got to tell you, Nick, I'm with you as far as with the Nexus 7 and getting that pure experience. I don't know if I want to go off of, of pure Android, you know, to don't. a different device, you know. Don't. Yeah. I agree. It's not worth it. I mean, all, all the Nexus 4s are sold out now. Yeah, but I mean, I got you, know, you see the Note 3s, and you see all of these new devices out there, and, and they're touting great hardware and whatnot, but there's something about just seeing that, that stock uh, Android versus whatever the overlay is. That, um, well, and the problem is, too, that a lot of these device manufacturers are putting so much like uh, personalized stuff in it to where you need their version of android otherwise you're losing out on like half of the functionality you know if they could mm-hmm. just make it to where it would work either way and then give the user the choice i mean we've been saying that since day one like if yeah. you're going to skin it at least give us a button that we could push that will revert back you know for those of us that want it yeah right. stock well, android it just runs so smooth so right yeah, it's really but then again for me right anything else yeah. in hindsight if you think about it it's kind of good that they did because without that pressure you wouldn't see these groups like cyanogen mod and paranoid android and my ui and all that i i feel like if if it would have been better out of the box there wouldn't have been you know as much of a need for these these os and then look at what cm's doing uh we'll talk about this new uh, Oppo N1 that's actually coming with the option to have uh, CyanogenMod flashed from the stock uh, recovery, which is awesome, I think. Matt, that's a great question, though, and, and I think it brings up a, a good philosophical point. Could Android have been better out of the box? How much of what we have now is due to community development and response and feedback versus things coming out of Google internally? you know, in a, you know, windowless room. Right. It would be interesting to see, like... Just think back to something as simple as a screenshot. Right, yeah. Yeah. It would be interesting to see what path Android would have taken without all of that outside influence, right? Like, what would we... What would be the... uh, What would we have now, today, if that was... Well, see, to me, a lot of success and failure, it comes down to timing. And in a lot of things, and for myself, at least watching what happened with Android, the time to market was the key win. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's true, right? You can't... Especially in 2008, or not in 2008, but 2009, whenever, like, the other carriers didn't have iPhone and they were looking for something to be an answer to iPhone, and there was nothing except Android... Yeah. But but you had I mean, to technologically you had to wait for the carrier's framework to be built up enough to where an operating system like this makes sense. I mean, turn your phone on on airplane mode. Like, how much functionality do you have? Like, the phones are eighty percent. You need a connection to to get any kind of you know productive use out of it. So you couldn't have something like this back when. I mean, you did obviously with the edge networks and stuff, but. Again, it was it was painful. It was too too early for for the the framework that was in place. 
Right, but it still comes out to timing, right? I mean, it, well, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. The timing of of the platform, of the carriers, all of that right, had all that to stuff convert. Had to be there too. Right, exactly. And I mean, you saw what it was before. With you had BlackBerry, you had old Windows Mobile uh, OS, and and that stuff was pretty painful to use. I'd say BlackBerry a little less painful than than maybe a Windows OS because BlackBerry had their own their own stuff in place, but. Yeah, still, a pretty horrendous experience, you know. Well, the problem with BlackBerry is I don't recall it being touch-enabled until this whole uh, BlackBerry 10 business. Uh, I could That's be true, wrong, right? But... You had the ball, didn't you? The, yeah. the clicky ball or whatever. Yeah. yeah. The storm was touch. Right, but before <laughs> that... The, and then it was the, touch, the uh, torch right after that. Right, but before that, there wasn't really... Oh, uh, no. You're, yeah, you're it right. It was all you had the, the scroll ball. That broke all the time and yeah, right. the forms and <laughs> figure out how to replace them. So we see where where Android came from, and then looking at at devices like this Oppo N1 uh, story on Droid Life. This actually, I mean, the the swivel phone, the swivel camera. I thought at first was a good idea because then you can save room, right? You don't have to put two cameras in sensors all that stuff you can just have one really nice camera that swivels back and forth and then i i remembered a friend of mine had one of those old i think it was a samsung flip phone that had the camera that and it was the worst like it was the worst jankiest plasticky crap so i'm wondering it says i mean it seems like the build quality is nice they have this ceramic like uh case material supposed to keep the device free of fingerprints and smooth to the touch yeah it actually looks pretty good i think like i've never seen that samsung phone but knowing that it's an older samsung phone there was a flip phone probably not remotely on the same quality as this oh yeah i'm not a fan of the size of this Uh, i I do think the technology is interesting i do think it may be kind of gimmicky but i mean selfies and like hangouts and stuff like that should actually be well right really nice with it. So. And when you say size, it is 5.9 inch. Uh, it's got a 1080p display at 317 PPI, uh, powered by 1.7 gigahertz Qualcomm Snapdragon 600. It's got a big battery, a 3610 milliamp battery, uh, either Dang. 16 or 32 gigs of storage, 2, gig, uh, 2 gigs of RAM, and the camera is 13 megapixel. And they also said uh, somewhere they have, and I, this could be gimmicky because it's out of the press release, uh, but it says the camera has a really nice aperture, f2.0, uh, and a nice imaging module, and it's a pure image, they call it. A pure image features six physical lenses and an upgraded one uh, 3.06 imaging module. Do you know if it has like optical image stabilization or if it's uh, just digital? Uh, I'm not sure. It says they partnered, and again, this is all from the press release, but it says they partnered with leading optics companies to tailor make an image processing solution for improved white balance, exposure, and focus. And then it also says about the LED, it has a special light diffusing LED flash that basically it's a normal flash for back facing shots and then a softer diffused light for front facing shots. So, I mean, who knows what, you know, <laughs> what's actually going to be worthwhile. I also, I don't know, I kind of like the uh, the touch panel on the back. It's got a, a thing that you can uh, touch and scroll, tap, take pictures, stuff like that, without having to touch the display. It's on the back. Uh, that seemed kind of like cool. the G2 from LG, right? Right, yeah, I think so. And then it also has this thing called O-Click Control, 
which uh, it says it lets you remotely operate the camera even when you're away from the device. So uh, what is it using? Bluetooth, uh, low, low energy Bluetooth. And uh, yeah, it, it goes up to 50 meters and it lets you basically, you can set off an alarm uh, on the phone if you lose it, stuff like that. Kind of cool. But who knows? We'll see how it works. It's powered nice. I mean, good battery, good RAM, good processor. Of course, Oppo's not going to be on Verizon. <laughs> it's not going to be, you know, anything I can get it on. But Right. Well, what? I think the potential is we may see other phones, you know, headed to, uh, to the U.S. and, uh, you know, North America. So with CyanogenMod. mods. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, yeah. And that was the other thing is that there's a version of it that will, I don't know if it ships with it. Or if it just... Oh, it lets you flash it from the stock recovery, like I said earlier. Uh, and it comes with... Oppo has their own skin called Color. So, yeah, I don't know. Looks like a pretty cool device. I like the uh, the body of it, that, that ceramic-type media. Sounds nice. Who knows what it'll actually, you know, feel mm-hmm. like. And it's going to be all about price. Also, right. And there's uh, no price. And it's going to yeah, launch I mean, in December. I mean, we've we've seen stuff... You know, really compelling stuff like this in the past. Um, remember back in the days, like the handspring visor, there was a uh, Linux-based PDA. I don't know if any of you guys remember that. I was working in retail at the time, so I remember. The Sharp Zaris? Yes. Nice job, Richard. Uh, which was about $800. Wow. Was it like I a sold- Treo, or was it, was it like a Palm Pilot, or what? Yeah, yeah, but it ran a color Linux OS. You had Shell and Root. Oh, wow. It was awesome. Yeah, I was, was able to run Apache on mine. Yeah, it That's was pretty cool. killer stuff. And I sold one, and um, <laughs> it was to a Linux nerd who actually is a competitor of mine now. Uh, <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah, Full circle. Year, so. That was a cool yeah. box, though. I like that device. Yeah, but but that's, that's my point, is for the time it blew the doors off of everything else, but it didn't receive any traction because it was dramatically overpriced. And we could be looking at something like this that, you know, if it's not going to hit carries, it's not going to be subsidized. So are we looking at a seven, eight hundred dollar device yeah. from a brand nobody's ever heard of? Like a year after it came out, and they brought it, brought it down like four hundred. But yeah, it was still pretty crazy. Right. Who Sounds knows? Like you're saying, Aunt Pruitt won't have it. Well, Verizon's not going to get. You're like me, right, Aunt? You're Verizon yeah. only. I'm Verizon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is too bad. Now you could you could get a up Aunt. You could get a UPS and a. And a microcell, and a eight, and a and a you know a Verizon Wi-Fi, like a what's that a MiFi, and then you could get this phone, maybe, and you could so. put it in a backpack, right? So there's still hope. So, <laughs> so you know, what you're saying you're willing is, to carry around 50 pounds of gear, then you could hey, do it. And an hey, FCC license. TV. That's what he does or used to do, right? You'll well. also need to get your FCC license. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see, Android 4.4 KitKat, another uh, been spotted again, this time on a Nexus 10 inside the Chromi, Chromium, 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 uh, Chromium. They have it spelled wrong here, thank you. Chromium <laughs> Bug Tracker. Let's make fun of the way you say it some more. It's Chromium is how they spelled it here. Maybe that is there right. There is Aluminum? an Atomium. Is there a Chromium? There is an Atomium in Brussels. It's a physical model of an atom. Is there a chromium bug tracker at Google? <laughs> I'm sure there is. Actually. Okay, it's a chromium. Uh, so yeah, it says of course uh, earlier this month, four four was uh, announced. Who knows when we'll get it? 
this is when you were spending your evening reading through the Chromium bug log. Yeah. Somebody was, not I. But I do. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but cool. It'll be neat to see lots of changes, supposedly. That is somebody's job. It is. Totally. It is. I'll be excited to get it on my Nexus 10. Hell yeah. Do we have any idea on what KitKat is going to bring besides lots of cavities and more obesity? You mean the 50 million Nestle printed <laughs> yes. Android candy <laughs> All things? of them. All of them. Yeah. I, I want I want a phone that I can snap in half and give to my friend. <laughs> That's right. Here, call me. Click. <laughs> It's like oh. a friendship bracelet or uh, those necklaces <laughs> that girls wear, you know, right. half, the half BFF a heart necklaces. Yeah, yeah. Except it's a phone, and I give I give Matt half, and I can only call him. And then if he doesn't call me soon enough, it actually melts in your pocket and gets all <laughs> gross and sticky. Right. But the NSA can still listen to my pocket. That's and right. And I still pay eighty bucks a month. That's right. Do we have Eric? Is Eric with us? Nope. It's the other phone in guy. Who's that? Oh, wow. Oh, my. Well, I'll give you a hint. I was the one that said I might be late to the party. Oh, it's Joey. I Sorry, I didn't recognize the uh, the number here. Nice. Oh, and wow. also, Joey and Seth joining us. Fantastic. What's up, Holy guys? Holy crap. The bottom of my... I need, I need a bigger monitor. For I know. I just... Things. Everybody got, like, this big and slid over. <laughs> Scoot over. Scoot a cheek. How you well, doing, gentlemen, Joey? I apologize for being late to the gig, but... Um, and I've got a little bit of limited time here. We're uh, dealing with some family uh, issues tonight. Um, but um, I wanted to at least call in and say hi on the 100th anniversary. I mean, this is just 100th episode. I mean, this is great. And uh, I'll tell you what, the the quality of the show has, has stayed up. And, and even after I was gone, because, you know, that's the... Because I was the most important person. Matt had nothing to do with it. <laughs> it is actually the two-year anniversary we mentioned earlier. The... Uh of the show as well. So yeah, good on all so, of us. I, it just, I do actually have a question to throw into the mix. Bring it. Yeah. Okay. I'm about to start a, uh, a new position with a new company and they are offering me any Verizon wireless smartphone. I want. Moto so, I'm trying to make up my mind. What do I want? HTC One, Moto X, or Droid Max, or Droid no. Ultra. No Droid Max. The Ultra. Well, no. what about the Galaxy S Four though? No. Too much poop. Where TouchWiz not so hot. Okay. Unless you're going to root and rom it, which if it's for work, I imagine you're not. Uh, they're talking about rolling out a policy on that sort of thing. Right now, there isn't one, but um, I presume at some point they will, and when they do. That'll probably be very much not under <laughs> right. Can you get a Google Play Edition S4 or HTC One on that carrier? I don't know offhand. No, mm, I don't uh, believe no, so. So basically, well, DSM only. You can go. My initial suggestion is to get a Galaxy mm -hmm. S4, eBay it, and buy an S3. There you go. Oh well, I can get an S3. No, get it. Get an S4, I sell it, and get an S3. Get a used <laughs> S3 and pocket. The rest of them, bucks. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, Send me half. Well, except the fact that they don't—they're uh, buying it for me, and everything's going to go through their plan. 
Right. If, yeah. if it's between yeah. the S4 and the HTC One, I'd go HTC One just because there's less crapware on it. Uh, other than that, I'd check out the Moto X. That's looking like a pretty sweet phone. Uh, or, okay. or wait. I don't think Verizon will get the Nexus Five. Who knows? But or yeah, the my, Note. My, the my Notes. A, the Notes are nice, also. So. My boss got a yeah, Note. Yeah, I was looking at the Note, and one of the guys at this new company they'll be working for um, has a Note. He's actually got a Note too, um, and they he actually traded it in and got something smaller. Um, he had the standard complaint of, I didn't want to hold a big brick to my head. Um, Makes and sense. I was actually going to go with a Note 2 because I, um, my current position, I usually use the phone as a data device more than I do an actual phone. So how big it is, is having a bigger screen is actually an advantage. Uh, but, uh, what? but underneath this new position, I'll be using it mostly as a phone. So I'm thinking that the smaller size and portability might be better. Yeah, makes sense. Seth well, also, also joining us. Has a Hold on, battery. Seth, what's up? Guys, happy 100th. <laughs> hey, happy two-year anniversary, bud. <laughs> Good to be here. Excellent. So yeah, I'd, I'd say those are your your choices, or wait and see. But I, I think that's we've pretty much seen what Verizon's going to have. So. Can I offer? Can I offer a dark horse contender? I'm on the Verizon wireless site Ooh. right now, and I'd like to to suggest the Kyocera Hydro Elite. Can Actually, that's a sweet phone. That's a sweet phone, and it's can waterproof. Can withstands blowing rain and be submerged in up to three feet of water. It's got decent hardware. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, and it's. I mean, for a Kyocera, it's pretty decent. The question Three feet is, of water, would you, you going to drop in the toilet and go, oh, all right. That's exactly the joke that was made two weeks ago when we first talked about it. Three we'll feet of water for 30 seconds is just long enough to fish it out of the toilet. Oh, Matt made the joke. Of I course. Did. Oh. <laughs> Matt, here's it. a true story. Sorry. I was out fishing with my dad. <laughs> he handed me his iPhone, and it was on the. I put it on the boat, and I grabbed something, or I put, grabbed my sweatshirt and it was sitting on it, and it went into the minnow bucket. And, oh. Uh, <laughs> And uh, it was ruined. So then I had to buy him a new iPhone off eBay. No, I think he had he may have insurance or something. I forget what it was. But so I'm all about this waterproof phone stuff. That sounds great to me. But but Seth, yeah, more we just lost uh, my uh, my wife. Okay? Oh, that reminds <laughs> yeah, they, me. They survived. Th- 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 right, that's, that's new. That's Not good. to talk over everybody or anything, but that's new since I was uh, on the show last. I'm married now. Um, Congratulations. Don't think happy yeah, married. You. And and I have a bur- and I have a beard too, which you guys can't see. But. Nice. Yeah. Good to know. Anywho, all right. Uh, well, so you guys would actually take a care a Kyocera phone, even though that traditionally they have been kind of the off brand. Yes, only because traditionally LG was also an off brand, and they proved themselves with the Nexus Four. And from what this Kyocera looks like, I mean, you yeah. definitely have to go get it I've in your hand. I've seen a couple of video reviews of it, and it's actually pretty decent. Now, mind you, I would still recommend like a Moto X or sure. the other phones before that. But if you're into something that's more ruggedized and you're on Verizon. Or something that's waterproof, that would probably be the first thing I recommend. Yeah, but my my concerns up here, being in Maine, the the big concern on any phone is the antenna because there are spots in this state. Jeremy, back me up on this because I'm sure it's like Vermont. Um, yep. There are spots where you're on just two feet from the from where you're supposed to be to get a great signal, and you need to make a call. 
And if you've got the marginally antenna, it, it just won't, you just can't use it. And if you've got an excellent antenna, you will get a signal in places that you can't get a signal in otherwise. So that, that's your primary concern. Um, my secondary to that would probably be battery life, um, only because I don't know yet where I'm going to be exactly and what this position is going to entail and, and how long I'm going to be between outlets. Makes sense. Well, Joey, go tend to your uh, your family stuff. We wish you the best of luck. Thanks for calling. I'm glad you uh, had a chance to say hi. Hey, yeah, no problem. Thank you guys for the advice on the phones, and uh, I'll try to check in a little bit more often with the uh, AOTA family, um, and particularly after I get that new phone. Uh, by the way, I did get uh, the, the company uh, persuaded to buy me a TF700 transformer. Nice. Um, Ooh. Yep, with a dock. Um, nice. And... Um, that's sticking with me through the new position, and uh, it's definitely, in my opinion, the platform uh, to be on if you're looking for a tablet, particularly if you're looking to do any kind of actual work with it because oh. of the keyboard. Hell yeah. So, so. I still wish I could find a keyboard for my Nexus 10. No luck. Mm-hmm. All right, Joey, we got to let you go so we can get Eric on here. All right. Peace out, guys. Have a great show. See you, man. Take care. See you, Joey. All right. Seth, what's up, man? Not much. Nice. Just, uh, nice. Catching up with Android. Uh, what, what have you guys talked about so far? Oh, everything. A little bit yeah. of everything. Uh, I'll We're ask you about just... about you for a while. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and, and your hair. <laughs> like, that guy. Seth, what was your that first guy. Android phone? Your first experience? We were kind of talking about that at the beginning of the show. The Motorola Droid. You started with the Droid too, oh, or yeah. the Droid? No, 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 as no, no. Well. Yeah, yeah. I I have one here somewhere. Nice. I mean, I still have it. I don't know where it is. Oh, I know where it is. <laughs> it's my white noise machine for my new baby. <laughs> oh, nice. Smart. <laughs> it's in the Smart. it's in the other room. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, let's see, Jeremy. You wanted to discuss the Dalvik cache. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah, I, I got this weird thing, and I'm wondering if if you guys can shed some light on it. So. I've got a Droid Razor Max, you know, pretty fast phone, supposedly, pretty good phone, right? Um, I've got it because of the battery life, and it, it does live up to that claim. You know, I can run it all day. But it'll start to slow down, and I, I spent a lot of time trying to clean it up, uninstalling all the apps I could, uh, installing Greenify, which I think I, I pitched as my, my app pick last time I was on, you know, what was that, 19 months ago? <laughs> um, even done a couple other things. App cache cleaner, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, and, and nothing was really working, and I wasn't quite willing to go as far as uh, a full data wipe. So just for grins, I, I wiped the cache. You know, I did a little bit of research, what does the cache do? So I wiped it, and lo and behold, the phone was a lot faster, and I was like, son of a gun, this is pretty cool. Jeremy, I do you that know? once every three to four days. I'll go okay, in and so, wipe the Dalvik cache. Right, so you know my pain. I stumbled on it just out, just like you did, and then I started reading about it, and in certain instances of, and I know like CyanogenMod does this quite a bit, that you'll just, for some reason, it gets full and it's not releasing back, or I, I don't know exactly what's happening, but if you wipe that, and then reboot like it's right memory it's leak good to go is that right. what it is so I, richard so i did it a couple days ago again, i'm doing it, it right now hold it, it right. works yeah and I, all of the research i've done which in, involves about five minutes uh everyone is saying don't bother wiping your dalvik cache 
because all that's going to happen is the phone's going to have to rebuild it, and until that completes, your phone's going to be slower. So really? I'm wondering if anyone has a technical explanation for why this is working. When Now, obviously, the Internet is not always right. I know, shocking. But I'm hoping someone has some, some actual... Um, some evidence? Some, uh, some, some information, some... Because right. it has to be more than really what's going on here. It has to be more than placebo, like because I mean it, it's not placebo. It's I'll noticeably right, Richard. What what's your what's your guess? Uh, well, like I said, I thought uh, just the first thing. It sounds like a memory leak. I don't know what version of software you're running. Are you running CyanogenMon? I'm not. This is actually stock Android Verizon uh, up, Verizon Android. upgrade to four point one. Yeah, and mine's okay. CyanogenMod, uh, it's the second release candidate for 4.1.3. Now, did 4.1, is that Jelly Bean or Ice Cream Sandwich, or is that... Uh, it's Jelly Bean. It's the first I mean, Jelly Bean. Jelly bean right, because I think was... Okay, yeah, okay. Because uh, Jelly Bean had butter or whatever it was that fixed that one thing. But I think, didn't they mention something about how that uh, with the newer versions of Jelly Bean, that uh, the 4.3 four, the stuff that you're getting, um, that there's some new... Uh, stuff that, that like uh, it's um, what you call it the the thing FS that, trim transport. yeah that's FS right trim. the one that trims the the uh, the, the the tasks and yeah, cleans up the memory better than it, than it was doing in the past right so if you have like something before four three it doesn't do that yeah my Nexus seven was hurting a lot and then I got better and, uh, so anyway it sounds like a memory leak or something <laughs> and then essentially whenever in the case of a memory leak if once you kill that the 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 you wipe the cache out, then, uh, then essentially it starts over from zero and it kind of cruffs up again. But basically, eventually will fill up. But once you you know every time you wipe it out, it, it it's clean again, right? So here's that, I, mean, I found a, an interesting uh, point on uh, Android.stackexchange.com. It says the reason the wipe cache must be used is because all APKs, including system APKs, have a DEX file attached to it. When the ROM is booted up for the first time, Android's Dalvik goes through each and every one of those APKs and extracts the DEX file from it to place it in the cache, thereby speeding up the execution of the app itself. Uh, most ROMs have APKs that are ODEXed. The cache is bundled into the APK itself as an external file. Uh, a lot of custom ROM modders would have those APKs DODEXed, meaning the DEX file is replaced and repackage to make it easier to theme or modify an APK. So, I don't know if that helps. <laughs> Probably not. But it gives you kind of an idea of what's mm, what's yeah. happening while you're waiting for your phone to So, yeah, my, my, my typical gut feeling on this sort of thing is go with what's working for you. Well, sure. Right. But are, are any of you guys, have you experienced this? Or, or after hearing that Matt and I have had benefit from it, would you try it? I always wipe I, mine. I do wipe mine as well. Yeah, you don't I, lose I, yeah. anything. I mean, you just got to make right. sure you're not wiping data because <laughs> uh, then you wipe. I've done that too. Like, yeah, yeah. I can put in my account again. Yeah, isn't that? And then you get that, oh, crap. <laughs> Dummy, <laughs> dumb, dumb. Why did I do that? Uh, let's see. Let's talk about this Android uh, device manager getting a, an update. Now you can remotely lock a lost or stolen device with a new password. So that's kind of cool. I'm going to write up an article uh, about this too because I've been wanting to go through it and everything. 
Uh, it looks like back in the day we we talked about Cerberus, Cerebrus, Cerberus, uh, and this is kind of starting to replace that. And I like that it is you know from Google. It's not a third party solution or or whatever. So uh, yeah, Android Device Manager. It was released back in August. Uh, if you don't know, is a handy service that allows you to see the location of lost or stolen Android device. Uh, you can also well, this to, yeah. yeah. So to me, this sounds like implementing some of the kinds of things that BlackBerry's had a long time. Right, right. right. And it's like I said, it's new. It just came out a couple months ago, so they're starting sure. to implement more, more uh, useful options and and whatnot for it. And uh, yeah, the latest update, like I mentioned, is uh, remote password locking. So pretty handy. So yeah, check it out. Android device. I, I want remote device detonation. That when, could when you imagine? That? That if you could just, five? if you could make the processor heat up enough to spark the battery, poof! I bet you could do uh, it. My understanding is that some of the criminal enterprises they they set up manual chemical reaction stuff in their servers, so when the feds raid, it actually literally you right? know destroys a the little internals. thermite. Just is there that. a wiki how on that? Probably. It's called the Jolly sure Roger. has a how to make a server so that if they physically remove it from the rack and they didn't type in the nine-digit mm-hmm. prime number or something. Then... No, I get how to make gold chocolate and women melt. No phone. Is this Eric? Do we have Eric with us? You have Eric, and I came in, at, I think, at the weirdest part of the conversation. Oh, my goodness. Eric Finkenbeiner, <laughs> how you doing, man? Happy 100 episodes. Happy two-year anniversary, bud. Aw, it's so nice. So what's the what's the anniversary for this? It's not gold because that's fifty. Platinum. Is it like cotton or something? It's, <laughs> it's, it's wood. A, it's not yeah. a platinum anniversary. Don't even try that. It's wood. Happy it's anniversary, wood. Eric. Wood. Perfect. It's Happy a anniversary, fellas. <laughs> um, cotton. It's some Star Trek metal. Gotta be cotton. cotton. So real quick, Eric, what was your first Android device? Since we have you now. <laughs> Oh, God, my first Android device was the Evo 4G. Oh, nice. And I had just moved on to it from the Palm Pre. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. That was a terrible was, purchase, it was the a, first one. Honestly, did they actually ship phone. it to you, or did they the just Palm Pre. charge your credit card and then refund it? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Eric, I've had the worst Google experience in my life. I know Eric hates Google experiences. Really? <laughs> yeah, Eric, I ordered. I yeah, ordered I, I a. Uh, I ordered a uh, Chromecast, and I wasn't here to pick it up. I had my mail forwarded, and so like somehow it got lost. I don't know what it is, but it's been over a month now, and I've been forwarded to like five different shipping specialists at Google, and like nothing has happened. Uh, oh, it really is. Google's customer service is like a joke. I hate to say it. I love Google. You guys know I do, but boy, they are terrible at customer service and terrible at actually selling things. It's not a real person. It's a person. Are you, are you sure that you don't have the Chromecast and it's just, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just so horrible that you've blocked it out of your mind? No, I actually like the Chromecast, but boy, Google's bad at customer service when it comes to selling things. Yeah, they are. I ordered a Chromecast yeah. today. Amazon, I like it. Though. Yeah, that's the place to get. Don't buy I've actually had good luck with just walking into Best Buys and buying it in there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, I hadn't seen one in the wild yet. So, mm. but I I was just goofing around on Amazon today, and it's and went through my wish list, just checking out stuff, and sure enough, it was there. Yeah, so Larry Press and I have it. one. 
Hey, can one of y'all answer me a question about it since y'all have it? Sure. The if you casting do it from the computer, then I guess the only way you can cast for the computer is through the Chrome browser, correct? Yes. That is correct. All right, and so so it will cast as a, another Chrome browser on your TV screen, right? Well, it will cast tab. one tab. Yep. One tab. Okay. Yeah, so you that can select tab a tab will... and you say cast this tab. Okay. So that tab is running essentially Google Chrome on a Chrome OS or Android OS. Yeah, Mac OS, Windows. Uh, if you have a Chromebook Pixel, you can do that. No, but no, I mean once it gets to your to your it's, television. Oh, how is, how is it oh it's just doing a video stream. It's just mirroring. Yeah. It's just streaming okay. the video from your from your So essentially your your laptop is re-encoding the video from that tab and it'll show Gmail or or mm-hmm. a hangout or whatever's in the tab that you're casting. It'll cast okay. it up onto the Right. But it has well, to re-encode think... the video and put it up on the on the screen. Yeah, but like but the so, screen Anna, display is just a streaming video stream. But and it doesn't do everything like Silverlight. I can't do so. I can't like watch Amazon Prime videos on it. Okay. Uh, I mean, some people could, but for some reason I can't. I don't like a lot of people. That's why you need either. some horses on your device to do that. That's why they don't let the cheap the cheap Chromebooks won't do it because they don't have enough horses. Okay. You, see, but, my but thought is. People, yeah, but I, I mean, I've got a pretty serious desktop and it still is not doing it. More you think, horses. So you think it may I be have... incompatibility with Silverlight. I don't know. I mean, I don't even think Microsoft really supports Silverlight. So, right. Why does Netflix stuff? still yeah. use Silverlight? That's so annoying. No, 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 no. It's it's Amazon Prime. I think Microsoft helped them develop the initial streaming capability. Ah, probably. Yeah. Well, Makes I sense. um, my concern is I want to be able to watch live sports. I can watch live sports online, but of course you you need a decent ad blocker extension. And then cast that tab onto your TV? Is that what you're... Exactly. And if I can do that and still have that ad blocker running, which it sounds like I will be because it's just streaming it or what have you, it's time to cut old DirecTV out of my life. Well, the issue you have with uh, casting a tab is, is A, you're sending that like wirelessly or maybe wired from your notebook or whatever to the wireless router and then again wirelessly back to the the, uh, the Chromecast. So, uh, and when you're dealing with something like video, there's going to be more of a lag because it's more uh, bandwidth intensive. You need some so, serious uh, router. You need that stuff plugged in <laughs> on like yeah, a gigabit. For, for but even example, like an HD stream is like, two, is like three or four megabits. I mean, yeah. essentially, if you got like an N, you got 50 megabits, which is really only 20. But if even with 20, you could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, the main thing you're dealing with is a greater chance of lag, and of course the, the CPU uses its its uh, happening. So yeah. Well, it's also collisions. Yeah. That uh, the wireless is half duplex, so when you have the two different connections, you have more likely that there's a wireless collision. Yeah. It still sounds promising. Trust me. <laughs> well, I would just your mileage may vary, so yeah. I would. I mean, since the Chromecast is, oh my God, you got to kill me. It's so expensive. Yeah. Do you have a wireless in router or is it a, a wireless G? I think it's a G. Okay, that may be part of the issue, and also yeah. to some extent the distance, both the Chromecast and like the desktop or whatever is away from from that. So those are oh. factors as well. Yeah, you know, I mean distance is it's right over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's know. good. 
It's gonna. It's. I think it's gonna be fine. I'll, I'll have okay. it delivered. I guess in the next day or two with Amazon. Do, Prime. do you normally watch sports in in where you're at right now? Uh, most of the time I watch it on the TV since I paid for it. But every now and then I'll pull it up here on this computer that I'm on and watch it on the uh, on uh, Chrome and then it streams just fine. So what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I guess what he was saying stuff. is, is the TV in another room, then it might be further away from the router. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be watching back there. We'd only be back here on the bigger screen. And what do you think will happen first? That Chromecast thing will get sorted out, or Google will get that deal for the the football stuff, like we were talking about on Yes. Chromecast first. You think so? You think that yeah. the Direct TV or the football subscription won't happen? No, it's uh, it's so much money involved, and they put they supposedly plan all of this stuff. But I don't see it happening. Yeah. Anytime soon. Here's Especially the when there's still people like CBS existing and you know. What's that? You know, Especially I really like people like CBS existing. Hmm. What's that? Yeah, Matt, you know, I really I really like Chromecast, but I mean this is the problem with something you know, Google does this sometimes. Uh you know, they release something that's really exciting and then it's like three months later and we still have YouTube and Netflix. Right. And it's like right. okay. Like, why don't we push a few more apps out to the, like, at least trickle a couple out so we know that this isn't just, like, a one-off sort of deal. They're like, oh, buy this just for YouTube and Netflix, but it's like... Well, I mean, what I, do we hear? Because it's still early, right? The the APIs aren't finished yeah, yet, but they this should, and that. That's the problem. They, they, why release it when there's no APIs aren't done? Well, look why? at Glass. Anyway. Because you want people to develop stuff for it, right? I, I guess you should probably finish they the APIs develop, if you want. They can't even develop for it now well, because they, the APIs are They've right. got a fair amount uh, are already developed for, for the Chromecast. They've already got deals with Netflix and others are likely on the way. And uh, I don't know. It, it, it's got a lot of potential, and I don't, I don't see having. No, it but right here, how long has it been out now? Three months. Three Seth, months. let me let me let me answer that with tying it back into something that the, a bit of a conversation you missed earlier. Yeah. Uh, I posed Matt posed the question, and I and I honed in on it um, about what would Android have been, or maybe it wasn't Matt. What would Android have been if it had been, let's say, fully baked? Hmm. You know, not as crappy when it first came out. And I was posing the thought. Would it have been as good as it is now had it not come out as crappy then? Mm. Had the community not has had as much ability to contribute to it? And that seems to be a path that Google takes, and I and I, I think it's great. It's development in public, and it allows those of us that are really into things when they're new and fresh and, and experimental and have those opportunities to make those massive changes and pivots that you don't have when you've got a commercial product that you've got, you know, billions and billions of dollars into. I mean, can Apple make those kind of pivots with any of their products? No, because they spend a lot more time in their development cycle. Yeah, Richard and also I, brought up a good point about timing as well. This is a really, really uh, darn good time to bring out a Chromecast. So, I mean, it tied in with the Nexus 7, the new Nexus 7. I think it was a good time for it as well, just based on timing. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I think I'm just saying it's like, Finish the APIs and get some more apps out. Uh, you know, three months is a long time to have Netflix and YouTube. You know, that's it. I, yeah, I was, I was expecting more by now. For a thirty-five dollar device, I mean, I know that's well, a dumb excuse. I, I know. Well, if you're gonna make the argument that out, you know, that the community can help drive it, then why is then why is Google, you know, shutting down, um, you know, all these, you know, he shut yeah, Google shut down one or two projects that. Uh, you know, used, I mean, 
granted unpublished APIs, they, they sort of hacked it together themselves. But rather than than saying these are really good ideas and actually offering up an API, they just they just unceremoniously shut down, you know, the only things that really had made Chromecast compelling, at least to me. Yeah, or Eric, or maybe they want us to buy stuff on Google Play. I mean, that's another option, right? They don't want to release. Wasn't that Coach's argument? Was that they want to direct instead? Of, <clears throat> they want to push that traffic to the the partners that they have deals with. Makes sense. Yeah, you which mean is Netflix YouTube and Netflix? And Play. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But then they say it's still early, anyway, yeah, so. It, and I mean, that app was built. Like it's, like, it's, it's like they they have all the bad. And none of the good. It's half-assed on both sides. Oh, and I think I think so Google has like, pushed more things out. It. I think if they pushed a few more things out, you know, if they had if they had a deal with maybe Hulu, which I don't really watch Hulu, but you know, a couple other places, Amazon Prime, whatever. I think they would have more excitement than people do now. I think there was a like there's a lot of excitement when the Chromecast came out, and it's like all dead. Like no one cares about it anymore. And yeah, you don't really hear about it. No, because there's nothing new happening. And it's like I can stream Netflix and YouTube on like 99 other devices that are almost as cheap as, you know what I mean? Right. Oh, that was the reason why I didn't necessarily want to jump on it uh, because I could do all of that with the the, uh, Google TV devices here. Yeah, Roku or any of that stuff. Anyways, I, I like it. I just wish Google would develop a little bit more and keep some excitement going for it. Right on. Before we uh, do app picks, I just wanted to ask Eric about this story. Did you see the story on GameSpot about Apple uh, denying that they paid EA to delay Plants vs. Zombies 2 on Android? <laughs> no, I, I didn't see that until I saw it in the rundown. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're like, it'll be out in a month or two. But Apple was like, we did not give them any money. <laughs> But then is somebody else. Exactly what well, yeah, is? Then EA the said they gave us a truckload of money to delay the version release. So who do you believe here, Apple or uh, EA? I never believe Apple. I don't know about EA you either. Lie though. About this. Is EA better? I mean, yes. But that's Just an example Apple. of how Android is improving to the point where Apple would feel you'd need to do that. Exactly right. right? That's that's a good point. I think I think Android is a much better system, even than this new but iOS. But think 7, about it. Like what totally is impressive. what does that even do? Like, I'm going to go buy an iPhone so I can play Plants vs Zombies too. Like, that just shows that they're being dicks about it. They're, it's not going to make people buy their device any more or any less. It, that's a it's, it's, just it's a, a perception silly... thing. Exactly. It, it won't cause people to buy. It won't say. I'm going to buy an iPhone to play Plants and Zombies 2, it just further reinforces the old argument that, well, if I go on Android, I'm always going to be behind. Right, right. Oh, well. All right, app picks. Eric, since you're on a crappy phone Skype connection, give us your app pick, please. Well, thanks, sweetie. Anytime. Um, My app pick, uh, and I checked the website, so I don't think it's been used before, uh, Cut the Ropes, which is, it's an old game, but it's, you know, every once in a while I find myself re-downloading it and playing it some more. Um, so there's a free version, and then a which is ad-supported, and then a 99-cent paid version. And the whole idea is you have this little monster down at the bottom of your screen, uh, and this works really well on tablets. Um, and 
there's all these pieces of candy that are that are stuck on like these elastic strings, and you have to, you know, cut the strings uh, in a certain order in order to drop the candy into the little monster's mouth. And it, it starts out pretty basic, um, you know, on the first level, and then as you progress through the game, it gets harder. You know, it has like little obstacles that um, at first are stationary, then they move around, and you sort of have to strategize what you cut and when you will cut it. Um, so it's it's a it's a fun game. Like I said, it's a few years old, but uh, you know, if you're new to Android and you haven't checked it out, then it's, I think it's definitely worth the 99 cents uh, to get rid of the annoying ad. Nice, cut the rope. That is a fun game. Actually, I've killed many hours with that game. All right, uh, thank you, Eric. Do you wanna? Do you have to go? Do you wanna get out of here, or you wanna? No, I'll hang out. Okay, cool. Uh, Nick, give us an app pick. Okay, I have one. Uh, it's uh, another racing game. I don't know. I've gotten tra- uh, trapped into one racing game after the other, nice. but for some reason, the- these tend to resonate with me. But anyways, it's a free uh, uh, racing game uh, called Muscle Run, which sounds kind of. Maybe not like a racing game, <laughs> but it's a racing game by uh, Wonderwood Games, and it's free. It's on the Play Store. Um, one of the cool things about it is it's got like a garage with six different cars, and uh, there's a variety of tracks that are randomly generated, so you're never really getting, at least near as I can tell, the same track twice. That's pretty cool. But, but it uh, randomly generates each and every track. You can choose between day or night You know when you uh, start playing the game. And uh, over time, you can basically unlock cars as you, you know, beat more tracks. Um, it's uh, also got a, a number of, uh, like, visual improvements that you can do to the cars or performance boosts you can do to the cars over time. And uh, it also, it works with the Google Games system. So, like, your all your your scores and results get get pushed out to the Google Games store. So it's free. Um, it's uh, It seems to run really well on this Nexus 4, so I imagine it'll run on some older uh, gear just fine, it, and it'll run on at, a, at least a gingerbread. So uh, that's my pick, Muscle Run, for free, on the Play Store. Nice. Aunt Pruitt's Muscle Run. <laughs> uh, oh, Aunt, man, that ain't mine. I know. Aunt, give us an app pick, please, sir. I'm going to go with Expense Cloud. This is actually a uh, self-promotion, I guess you can say, uh, one of my company's properties, one of my employer's properties. And if you're someone that has to um, track expenses from day to day with your job and have to get reimbursed, this is a really, really nice app to um, to keep a hold of all of that stuff. And you can you buy something or what have you, take a picture of the receipt, it stores the receipt, you can create reports on it, it links up to the web service. Um, so track all of your expenses, put them all into a report, submit the reports. You can do it all from the app or do it all from the web. And it's um, very, very convenient, especially when you're out traveling and uh, start losing receipts if you've gone for, you know, a week or so. Nice. And it's expense cloud. Right on. Uh, Jeremy, give us an app pick, right. Jeremy. So mine's going to be a little bit more restricted because I just dug through all of my apps and everything worth um, pitching, I've already done. And this is what happens when you're a guy who doesn't install apps all the time, so my apologies. Um, that is our those conundrum. Of you, it's a dilemma, man. You know, I'm digging through hundreds of apps, and I'm like, oh, did I do this? Yes. All right. Um, a lot of you know, out there know that I have a Pebble 
watch. I've written about it a couple times over at Tech Page One, and I've talked about it on here and whatever. Um, the thing that I wanted when I got my Pebble, I was like, why the hell can I not get the weather on this thing? Well, there's a an app, almost an extension, called Pebble Connect that will allow you to do that. And the Pebble community is still a little broken up in terms of communication, so people might not know about it. If you have a Pebble and you don't have Pebble Connect, there's a whole buttload of watch faces that will open up to you, so check it out. So it's more than just weather. It's like other faces. Basically what it does is it allows the watch to use the phone as a conduit to grab ah, data. Very nice. Sounds like something it should come with. <laughs> Absolutely. That's pretty smart. Pebble Connect. Cool, man. All right. Uh, Seth, you got an app pick for us? Do I have... It's called Night Mode. So... Uh-huh. All right. Yeah, if someone likes that. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> Night Mode, and... Uh, it's it's like a way to turn the brightness of your screen down a lot lower than even you know it's it goes in factories. Um, it also what I really like about it is for my GS3, uh, even if I turn the screen down, anytime I touch the screen, the buttons underneath would light up, which was really annoying. So if I was like flipping through the screen, like it, I don't know, if it's late at night, those buttons are really bright, and so it shuts off those uh, the lights and those buttons also. So I like that. <laughs> And so it's a, it's a great little app if you're doing late-night reading and the screen is too bright and you just don't want to get up a lot of light. That is really cool, too. I've heard, I think it was a, another podcast I heard, that they said if if you're trying to fall asleep and you're using your smartphone before bed, uh, there's certain brightness settings that will just make you take longer to fall asleep just because your eyes mm-hmm. are looking at I forget what exactly it's doing, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool that there's apps that making will... your brain work, dude. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And so if if your phone knows, I think one of the apps. I don't know if it's night mode, but it knows what time it is, and throughout the evening, it generally or it gradually starts to to lower the brightness until at night it's completely easy on the eyes. So, uh, cool pick, Seth. Night mode. Uh, all right, Richard, you have an app pick for us, sir. I do actually. It's uh, so I uh, there's an app that came out in August. It's called Timely. It's uh, it's a it's a cloud alarm clock. Oh, nice. So what it does is it it hooks into it asks for, to access your Google account so that you know it authenticates you based on the fact that you're logged in as your Google account and then any Android device that you have connected to your Google account it syncs up. So when you set up an alarm, then it propagates to all the other devices that are on that account. Uh, that is so, cool. So, you know, your alarms follow you around, basically. And it's really visually beautiful. I mean, it's like a beautiful alarm. It's got a t- stopwatch in it. It's got a, uh, you know, a, a, you know it, it, it's got all this, you know, other nice, you know, uh, timing type stuff. And you can set alarms. You can set, you know, you can have it say, hey, do this in 30 minutes or whatever. Um so yeah, it's a nice little app that uh, is a cloud alarm clock, and and it's way better than the stock clock. Yeah, it sets it in real time. I've seen uh, both, like with a Nexus 4 and Nexus 7, I was able to like set it here, and it would show up like a few seconds later here. So really well done. And you can choose which device you can allow all devices to, you know, sound off. Which if you have a lot of devices, can really wake you up. Or you can choose, pick and choose which devices, you know. To have the alarm sound, so a lot, yeah, a lot I really, of... I've started, I started using it. It's free. It's a nice, it's a, it's a nice app. I like the app. So nice. All right, 
I got an app pick. It's called Death Dome. I've been playing this on my Nexus 10. It is awesome. I will show you some. These are just screen shares from the uh, from the Google Play. Um, the one thing I really... It's like a, a fighting game, and you go through these levels, and you kind of swipe around, and you can dodge and block and then do attacks. and kind of reminds me of Killer Instinct for some reason. I don't know. The, and Unreal. Remember old Unreal Tournament. Uh, the graphics are kind of like that. But um, the one thing that bugs me about it is that in order to get past pretty much the second level, like I blazed through the first one, and I'm on the second level... Unless you buy better weapons, you're pretty much done at that point. And it's not like that I'm just not good at the game. <laughs> like, literally, your attacks are taking away, right. like, 10 damage when they should be taking away, like, 1,000, you know? So it's it's like that. But it is, it is pretty fun. Uh, it's called Death Dome. So check it out. It's one of those uh, Gryptonite games. But pretty amusing. Uh, probably need a higher-end device, and it's large. So check it out. All right. Eric, what's our email address for the hundredth time? Thank you for asking, Matt. Our email address is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Excellent. Thank you, guys. It's been an awesome two years, 100 episodes. Look forward to at least two more. We'll, 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 see. we'll see what happens then. So that means we'll get Jeremy back on the show twice. Yes. And uh, it's good to have you. You want to plug anything, Jeremy, you. while, you're, while we got you here? Um, All the McAllen same. Scotch. Nice. Attaboy. Everyone should drink it. It's good stuff. Nice. <laughs> and check out, check out his articles as well as the rest of our articles on techpage1.com. And, uh, new yeah, domain. it's a good thing to do, too. A new domain.net.com, whatever, and a GNU domain. So, Ant Pruitt, Jeremy Lesniak, Nick Carroll, Richard Hay, Seth Herringer, Eric Finkenbeiner, and I'm Matt Lee. And this was Attack of the Androids. Uh, check us out every Tuesday. It's attackoftheandroids.com. Follow us on the Google Plus community. We've got a Facebook page, Twitter account, all that stuff if you want to interact with us uh, throughout the week. So, thanks for listening. We'll catch you guys for Yats tomorrow and point and shoot on Thursday. Have a great night. Bye, guys. It's attack of the androids. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids.com.